guys, DM, DM this to everyone you know. Uh, we're live. We're live on YouTube. Share the link is in the comments. Um, send it to like your family members, um, your parents, everybody. Let's play the intro song, the lyricless. Supposed to be freestyling. Yeah, the guests always freestyle. <laughs> All right, guest guest freestyle next time. We gotta make uh, next show. Uh, we gotta get Ovi on and make him freestyle just to get back at him. They are coming on. Let's see. We've got them August eighteenth. Oh, so o- not far away. Ovi for sure, and then we'll see if uh, Mando and Alien Queen want to come on. We'll roast Dgens, and we'll probably you know, um, Rocked Guy, Tabs. We'll just dig into the whole thing. Um, I don't know if it'll be much of a roast. Uh, but it'll be it'll be good to go over all of that. But uh, yeah, welcome everybody. We've got Haroon with uh, Piggy Let DeFi. Did I say your name right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sweet. All right. Perfect. Um, nice. Um, and obviously me. And we got twenty one sixty here. Um, yo, what's happening? Nothing much. It's a good Friday. So you know what's kind of cool is the there's like what eleven firms have filed for. Ethereum ETFs. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's like a, it's like a spring. It just keeps coiling. The pressure behind it, uh, something happening in the U.S. And I just, I, I, I don't see a world where BlackRock and Fidelity and all these other major financial global institutions are like, yeah, we're gonna file this paperwork. They're not doing it because they don't think they're gonna get it. They have such massive influence behind politics, like. It just seems to me like it's a no-brainer. Um, I really don't know what Gary Gensler's doing at the SEC anymore. I think he should be fired or resigned. Like, I think he came out with a statement yesterday that was like, I'm not even going to look at crypto regulation because AI is too critical. So we're just going to start regulating artificial intelligence in the financial sector. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much longer he can occupy that space and basically... You know, because he has lawsuits out. He's the one that's like, this isn't legal, but I am going to give no policy or direction. Either that or like Congress is going to have to get involved and Congress is going to have to just make the laws and tell the SEC that they don't have anything to do with it anymore. I don't know. It's crazy, though. It's nuts. I mean, with all that money behind it, I mean, money drives everything. Um, So the Gensler thing, I don't get. I, I think he's trying to get fired because obviously... Um, all these big institutions, they own all the politicians and he's, he's going against what they want. He's really going against the best interests of the public. Right. Um, I mean, these systems, the blockchain, it, it makes sense for growth and innovation and he's just stifling it at this point and he's contradicting himself. So, I mean, I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist, but I do like, I was talking to, uh, Sarah the other day and I do fully believe that, you know, the U.S. didn't give policy in an effort to bring the prices in crypto down so that major financial institutions who had faded crypto as the future of finance could then come in and be the ones that were in charge. So let's minimize like people like Coinbase and other exchanges so that we can continue to be the ones that are in financial power moving forward. 
Um, but I think that's that ship has sailed. Like you got the largest asset manager in the world filing ETFs against Bitcoin and and Ethereum. Like it's over. Like you know, they're going to come in and they're going to run a big portion of it. This isn't going to be the revolution that people thought it was, where it was going to be the dissemination of wealth. If you to the to the people who didn't have money before, if you weren't in crypto before now, you've probably kind of uh, lost out on on that kind of redistribution of wealth, right? Because as soon as the institutions take it over, uh, that's uh, that's the end game. I think our government specifically is trying to tamper it down still because they are going to release their own stablecoin. They're going to release the U.S. dollar in a stablecoin, and they're trying to figure out how that's going to take over and continue to be used as you know the financial. Uh, currency of the world. And I think that they don't want it to be Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, and so until they figure that out in the background, I think we are going to continue to see it slow walked. Uh, the problem is, is they're, they're, as we've talked about before, is they're just butting up against the rest of the world um, who's going full steam ahead on crypto regulation. And they're, they're even though you're starting to see a shift this year, um, with all of these people publicly coming out in the U.S. saying like crypto is the future and we need to regulate it, um, you know, I think we're behind the eight ball. I really do because I, you know, Dubai and other places like that are are way ahead in terms of policy and accepting people that want to, uh, you know, operate financially in in this space with this technology. I agree. Yeah, we're way behind, man. Um, and definitely they yeah they don't want bitcoin to be that currency yeah. but they hopefully use bitcoin to back that currency that could be a possibility and ethereum you know it's not digital gold because it has a use case i think ethereum the value is going to come from all these l2s and and the dapps being built on them and you know the defi um a little shout out to harun over there uh, so yeah the different defi uses uh for ethereum and and really, you know, you're, you're doing your mortgage through uh, through smart contracts. You're doing you're buying a car, getting a loan through smart contracts, all that good stuff in the future. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think personally, my my uh, my strategy is just to gather as much Bitcoin and Ethereum as possible, um, <laughs> you know, and then get into some other plays for. Uh, for a little gambling fun, as you know, I like, but uh, yeah, I think just stacking is going to play out well in the long run. Yeah, during that time, maybe it's the best time to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum at the moment because the prices are really low. But of course, the prices decrease a bit more during that time because of that uncertainty in the global economic uh, things. But uh, I believe that especially in the next year after the halving of the Bitcoin and in the next year will be a halving. Uh, we will miss those prices for the buying opportunity. So it's maybe the best time to stack Bitcoin into Ethereum at the moment. I agree. Just keep DCAing in. I mean, if you believe in it, um, just keep adding, um, especially in buy FUD. Um, not financial advice, but uh, <laughs> you know, you buy the FUD when, when people are saying, bad things i should have been been stacking more when bitcoin was four thousand and ETH was 100 when i when i got seriously into the space that's when i should have been stacking more you should have known me back then and called me and told me about it because i was like 
Actually, you know, you know my background, right? Like I knew about Bitcoin when I was in the military, but I couldn't buy any because of of where I worked. And like it was just the way I learned about it was it was a completely nefarious tech, uh, currency used for, you know, underground crime, right? And and drugs and stuff like that. And so um, I didn't ever get into the technology side because of the way that it was like presented to me. I wish I would have got into it back then because then burn me and you wouldn't even know each other. I'd be on an Island with my wife. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. No need to show up if you got billions of dollars. Right. Um, yeah, man, that's, I don't know. I faded it. My buddy told me to get Bitcoin in. it was like 2017. So it wasn't like a crazy good price, you know, but mm -hmm. still it would have been a nice gain. But I, I was like, yeah, man, I downloaded Coinbase and then, like uh, we were talking at the gym and I just didn't do it. Um, so anyway, we just, I, I think in the future, I'm going to try to identify opportunities and just throw something at it. If, even if something seems like, you know, not a sure thing, just always have a little money to throw at things that could become something. Miss the boat. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we've got Haroon here with Piggy Let DeFi. Uh, Haroon, welcome, man. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, guys. I am really glad to be here with you today. Yeah, for sure. Good to have you. Um, so I guess if you want to start by telling us a little bit about your background um, sure. before you got into NFTs, how, how you, well, into crypto, how you got uh -huh. into crypto and Web3 and uh, what you've been doing ever since. Actually, I met with crypto in uh, 2022, uh, 2020. I was working for a local cryptocurrency exchange uh, called iCrypex. I was responsible for the marketing operations. And when I learned more about Web3, I want to deep dive more uh, because before I was working for the crypto exchange, I was working for a fintech startup company. So I was uh, familiar with that financial operations, financial technologies. And when I learned that financial operations can be operated fully decentralized, actually, it was a magical thing for me. It's my mind is just opened. So I learned more about the crypto. And after I improved myself, I decided to leave from the cryptocurrency exchange and I become a crypto trader myself. And I managed to make a living with it. Actually, it was easy back in that time because I started to uh, begin my trading career in late 2020s and early 2021. And during that time, everyone, everything was booming about Web3, both NFTs, cryptos, altcoins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, so all-time all highs. So I managed to make a living and it was an easy task for me during that time. But when I was, uh, the trading is not only thing for me. Actually, I want to learn more about the Web3 during that process. So when I invest in a coin or in an NFT, I always uh, research the background. Why this project important for the Web3? How this project creates a value for the space? And I improve myself. And I realized that one day, actually, I also want to be part of this space. I want to create a value for Web3. It is actually uh, when I was talking with my mentor, 
Uh, my mentor was uh, the founder of the fintech startup company I was previously working for, and he organized a meeting with the founder of the Piglet, Kemal, and I met with him. Our visions are matched, and we started working together. And today, I become the co-founder and the marketing manager of the Piglet. And actually, it's really magical journey because when I first met with Kemal. Uh, our product was not ready. They were researching the idea and, of course, start, initiated the developing. But today we are live on the test net and Piglet will be live in this year. So <laughs> we come so far and uh, managed to achieve this milestone. Nice, man. You've come a long way. So um, can I ask, um, in your trading career, can you describe your biggest win um, that you had like as a, as a trader? Actually, I made a 10x uh, with an altcoin in Avalanche. So it's, uh, <laughs> it was a huge success for me and I earned some money. So <laughs> it helped me a lot for my future tradings. But nice, I man. mostly trade on the crypto, by the way. I've been the uh, collector of the NFTs mostly, and I became become uh, part of the NFT communities, mostly trader com trader communities, uh, to enlarge my opinion about the market for the more trading opportunities to benefit from. Nice man, I think one of my biggest trades was Avalanche as well. I was new, um, and it was a node, so I got on the whitelist. I got in the Discord early, and I was a, it was Atlas nodes. And I was able to, you know, mint a couple, mint enough to make a couple nodes. Um, but uh -huh. I, I messed up. I was trying to buy more during the mint, but I didn't know how to change the gas settings. Otherwise, uh -huh. I would have made like 50 grand easily because the price just exploded right away. Um, but instead, I made my two nodes and I just sat there uh -huh. and collected and, and um, you know, swapped it back out. Um, so I'd pull the money out like every week. And that's like kind of what funded my NFT um, degenism back in the day. So yeah, A Atlas was one of my, one of my good early wins that got me started for sure. That's cool. It's, it's cool coincidence. The both of our success become uh, in, becoming Avalanche chain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't really get into that anymore. I mean, that was back in like the, all the home fork days, you know, where people were just like, I mean, that was just the height of DGen activity, right? It's the whole premise is nobody mm -hmm. sell, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and then they'll just pay out insane returns. Obviously, that's not something sustainable. So it's just a game of chicken. But uh, there was a lot of money to be made back then in those uh, those risky DeFi. I, I guess you can call yeah. them DeFi. Um, Actually, that project, I 10 then that project went to zero. But oh, I... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I already uh, got my uh, profit from there, so it was all <laughs> okay for me. But of course, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, actually, I experienced also a rug pull from an NFT collection. Uh, with with the money I earned from that project, I invest an NFT project. But uh, sadly, they were a no name project, uh, no name people behind that, and they rug pulled the project after they. Uh, launched 
Painful, man. Yeah, that, that used to be a pretty common thing. I, I think there's not as much of it now just because NFTs are dead. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think most people in the space have been rugged at some point. No, they uh, just moved to to you know shit coins. They just rug rug shit coins nowadays. It's much easier. That is easy. I mean, yeah, you, we see a lot of that. That's pretty unfortunate, but um, some of my favorite ideas is like if you if you see any of the like technical analysis guys and they literally are doing like filming analysis when like the founders rug and like drain the liquidity pool and you just get that giant red arrow like all the way down to zero and like their reactions is hilarious that stuff <laughs> that stuff never gets old i which sucks because you know that it's like painful because all these people just lost all this money that they invested in it um but it's just crazy to see like a like a, a a chart like that that like is going up 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 and then literally just all the way down to zero yeah it's i mean it's sad it, it is entertaining and i guess the main takeaway is a couple things one if you're getting into something where you don't really know the founders and trust them uh one use a burner wallet like create a new wallet and use that to transact and two only use only go in with money that you're you can afford to lose right you got to count on losing it and hope for the best and then obviously take profits right yeah that, um, it, i got rugged the other day somebody dm me and was like <laughs> hey uh you should get into this and i was like all right i'll i'll buy into the pre-sale and then like the coin didn't even launch man the dev the dev just took the <laughs> and left <laughs> Dude, that happened to me. Someone from Discord was like, hey, check out this uh, contract. And I sent money, and just nothing happened. Yeah. (laughs) They just just collected my money, but it was like 0.05 ETH or something. Um, I'm pretty pretty careful with that stuff when, you know, something's not tried and and tested. Um, Usually pretty careful, so... That's funny. I'm happy to hear you got rugged, though. That's great. <laughs> you, you would be excited about that. I am. That uh, yeah, that makes me happy. All right, all right. So tell us a little bit more about Piglet and uh, kind of that journey, and maybe um, some information around when you a timeline of when you guys think you're going to launch. Sure. So Piglet's an NFT back landing platform. So we uh, NFT owners can borrow from the lenders, and lenders may give loan those NFT owners the benefits from the interest. It operates fully peer-to-peer at the moment. But our main differentiation point is we don't want to be another NFT-backed lending platform. We solve real issue in the current market. And the real issue is actually liquidity. Because when an NFT drops, uh, there's no liquidation mechanism in the current peer-to-peer NFT-backed lending so lenders are potentially losing money when an nft is liquidated because only liquidation scenario in peer-to-peer is when borrower refuses to repay the uh, loan for their nfts of course the nft ownership changes to lender in that in that uh, scenario but the nft price already dropped below the loan volume and it's a huge problem and lenders are always losing money in these liquidity scenarios. But we are solving that. We, on top of our NFT back lending platform, we are also creating three main systems. One of them is NFT classification system. 
we classify every NFT listed on Piglet. We have three main classes. There are green lights, solid, and gems. So gem NFTs are basically blue chip NFTs. Solid NFTs are high value NFTs and green light NFTs are middle value and low value NFTs. So we want to be an inclusive NFT backlanding platform because the current NFT backlanding only for mostly blue chip NFTs, as you know. So it is why we created an NFT classification system. Of course, this system also tailored loan to value for each NFT. For example, if an NFT is classified as green light, they can only benefit from 60% loan to value and they have high liquidation penalty. By the way, while I uh, uh, the mentioning about the liquidation penalty, we have a liquidation liquida liquida uh, sorry, liquidation mechanism. So, let's say you have an NFT that is valued for 20 Ethereum and you want to take a loan like 10 Ethereum for that NFT and market drops your NFT is valued 11 Ethereum right now. Actually, for the gem NFTs, we set 5% liquidation penalty. Means that NFT trickle liquidation when the price drops below 10.5 Ethereum. But as a borrower, you took a loan for 10 Ethereum, right? So there's a 0.5 Ethereum arbitrage there. We create that arbitrage opportunity for safety of the loan. Because when the price drops, we trigger liquidation and lender, of course, may choose to own that NFT with an arbitrage opportunity. But also, the lender may choose to list it on our liquidation marketplace. And since we, ha we have created an arbitrage as platform, liquidator users may purchase this NFT and pay the lender back while benefiting arbitrage opportunity and make our make nft market more liquid and ensure the safety of the law and because of this safety measure we all of other nft collection like middle value nft collections for example we even we even we even will be able to all of like 0.2 ethereum volume nft collections in our platform too but of course with higher liquidation penalty. For example, if you take a loan for that NFT uh, for 0.1 Ethereum, we will trigger liquidation on 0.13 Ethereum. So it will be higher liquidation penalty to ensure the safety because of course the low volume NFTs have different demand uh, mechanics compared to blue chips. Actually, it is how we creating an inclusive NFT backlanding platform in the space. Interesting. So, oh, go ahead, Bern. So, okay. So, essentially, it's safer for the lender because you're going to liquidate above the highest offer on any market. Uh, so, are you like scanning different marketplaces like Blur, OpenSea? So, I can create a bot <laughs> if I want. And I can mm -hmm. just grab a liquidation and dump it into an offer on Blur or OpenSea and then just collect an arbitrage. Actually, it works 
not like that because we have a time we have a system that's called actually time weighted average price you know of the system uh, already I, I believe uh, we are trick uh, liquidation not triggered instantly we trigger liquidation based on time weighted average price and we take the time weighted average price as daily so if you try to manipulate the uh, market you really dump lots of money in there in order to manipulate the time weighted average price and benefit from arbitrage opportunity gotcha By that way. makes sense uh-huh yeah go By go ahead 21 yeah so i was gonna say that mm -hmm. the arbitrage opportunity seems to be pretty important and i understand why you make it more for the mid-tier collections. I think that is a problem set that you are solving for uh, currently because as you stated at the beginning, um, mid-tier NFTs really, um, nobody's providing loans on them uh, at yeah. the moment. Um, Actually, they cannot benefit from NFT-backed lending solutions because NFT-backed lending platforms do not allow them to be listed on their platform. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely something that's needed um i think it's a lot of uh monitoring on your end to make sure that your lenders uh you know can still benefit from it um there's so much volatility in the market that you guys are going to have to be on top of it but it definitely does solve a solution because you know right now if you were buying nfts in 21 22 um you're probably looking at your bag saying uh all you're holding is a is a lot of worthless nfts um that you can't even you know, leverage to try to, you know, make some of that back or invest in something that might be more profitable in the space. Um, there definitely is liquidity hanging out uh, around the edges of, of NFTs. I think people are just trying to figure out, you know, an investment strategy moving forward. Um, DGENs don't, lending for DGENs is hard. And I, I say that because the you have to have patience right like and your your eth is tied up for longer periods of time and dgens are, are known for making like fast moves but it's smart money to see like that arbitrage opportunity and the interest kind of grow your ethereum and still you know actively participate in the space in a in a kind of helpful way so i i think this is um you know uh something that is needed and uh, a mm -hmm. lot of people are trying to solve for it, right? There are a lot of lending platforms um, out there in the market, but I think that you specifically trying to solve for the mid-tier problem and also protect um, protect your lenders, I think is a is a good way to kind of go about trying to solve an active problem in the space. Actually, the problem is not only about the mid-tiers; it all also affects. Uh, to blue chip and high value NFTs. For example, the Bored Ape Yacht Clubs, uh, after two years, the first time, they are below 30 Ethereum. So, Bored Ape Yacht Clubs actually are pretty popular for NFT backed lending platforms uh, to lend. But the lenders of the Bored Ape Yacht Clubs are already lost some portion of their investments because they lost loss of value during this time. Actually, if the same loan is given in our platform, we we would not allow such loss for the lenders. 
because we uh, we trigger liquidation before the long duration if the price drops the certain liquidation threshold and we ensure the safety maybe this idea may seem beneficial for only lender but actually it is also beneficial for the borrowers in the nft market because with this system we may allow many nft collection to benefit from the this solution this means more borrowers may enter nft backed lending market and more borrowers evaluate their nft investments instead of selling they can simply borrow so they uh, this solution is beneficial for both lenders and uh, borrowers yeah i yeah. think uh, i would be interested to compare your solution to kind of what bendow is doing um because i feel like it's similar uh around apes but is there uh does is there like a big distinction that you could call out actually Bandao has an auction system but we do not have an auction system we create an arbitrage as a platform so for example uh, when a liquidation happened in the Bandao, the hack auction starts and the the winner of the auction takes the nft but in our system we are working as buyouts so when we list an NFT, a liquidator instantly may buy out that NFT with an arbitrage opportunity. It's the main difference uh, in here. But uh, of course, there's a similarity, but because of the liquidation system, it is uh, the main idea was uh, our main idea was to combine the pool to peer liquidation mechanism into peer to peer system. It is why it seems similar at first. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, question or so something from the um, from the audience here on um, on YouTube. Sarah says, "Doesn't Rect Twenty One Sixty have a dreamy voice?" Uh, yeah, I mean, super dreamy. Definitely. So I record all these and I put them um, I put them on my phone, and when I'm trying to sleep at night, um, I just edit it so it's just uh, Twenty One Sixty talking, and I kind of listen to that. And it sort of lulls me into a deep sleep and this makes re- me feel very comfortable. This relationship between you and I get creepier and I, creepier I, every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mesmerized, by the way, with your feedbacks because of your voice. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That 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 comment is from my lovely wife who likes to troll me and see me blush while we're uh while we're uh you know doing our thing on Friday. So Hey, you're a step up. My wife doesn't even watch. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I'm not. Uh, no, I'm good. I'll pass. But um, yeah. So anyway, um, I, I like the. I, I think it's interesting, um, and it makes more sense as well for the borrower, right? So um, I get liquidated because the price is dropping. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm still holding that ETH. Um, and the price keeps dropping. I can just hop back into the back into the project if I still believe in it. Otherwise, I'm mm-hmm. good and I'm out. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely an interesting system. Um, I guess my next question is, what is your plan to gain um, mass adoption on this? What is your marketing strategy to uh, to get a lot of people involved? Mm-hmm. Actually. Uh- until this time, we grew our uh, community organically. We uh, 
we we didn't do any uh, promotion uh, yet but we want to start right now because in in our testnet our liquidation mechanism and marketplace is not live yet on the testnet but we will release this mechanism and marketplace in our next updates and while we are releasing this update we also release our own nft collection because we also want to create an nft community inside of the piglet and of course we don't want to make an another nft collection we want to create a utility based nft collection and we have a platform so we can provide this utility actually uh, there's uh, piglet's nft owners will have utilities like priority on listing, discount on fees, and many more to benefit from. Uh, and uh, now we also start our promotional marketing campaigns after that update and start our co-marketing operations with other NFT collections and other NFT-related uh, projects. Actually, uh, I can announce that we are open all co-marketing proposals so if you know some NFT collection developers, you can connect us and we can discuss discuss all the opportunities we can uh, make together. I was on mute. Um, so I'm the right person to speak with on a couple collections so we can talk on the side um, about sure. promotions. And um, even if you want to sponsor our show, if you decide to, you know, we can uh -huh. talk about that too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So, what is the supply going to be of the NFT collection? Actually, the main supply will be a eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight. But at first, we will release the one thousand one hundred eleven at first with a discounted price, and we will release other portions in our other phases. Gotcha. Um, yeah. What's the mid price? Mid price is not defined yet, but it will be not that much high. Uh, honestly, we are thinking about make it around one thousand dollars. But we are giving away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One, not one thousand. One hundred. My 100. my pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely okay. not one thousand. I'm sorry for that. $100 and we are giving away white this uh, white this spots for our community members and also we are giving away free mint spots so white this spot owners will benefit from the 30% discount for the minting price okay interesting yeah i think the mm -hmm. supply is you're going to be tough it's going to be tough to mint that out right now unless something changes in the market um, I, I like the supply you're starting with, the uh, one, 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 um, that's, that is a better supply. If you're yeah, trying to mint out 9,000. Yeah. Yeah. 1,000. <laughs> our main supply is, yeah. Starting supply is 1,100. So one, 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 one. Yeah. It, it is one, 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 one. Yeah. I would almost yeah. say that's the supply hope and hope it mints out. Cause it, I mean, right now, like to mint anything, to mint 500 out is a struggle mm -hmm. in, a, in a good collection. So um, 
yeah, I would say keep that supply as small as possible. But uh, at the same time, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, whatever works for you. $100, you know, that might be, um, that might make sense if um, a lender or a borrower sees that they can save enough money on fees and things like that to pay for yeah, itself, yeah. Um, you know, for someone that's deeply in it. But uh, yeah, interesting. Um, 2160, any other questions? Um, the only other thing I wanted to ask was about the uh, tokens themselves. So can you tell us a little bit about these, uh, the tokens? That are, is mentioned on your on your site for interest in staking. Yeah, uh, we are uh, we are uh, also releasing PLAP tokens. They can be minted through borrowing and lending in our platform, as well as uh, with staking. And they will also provide uh, utilities in the platform. Actually, you can check all the utilities through our docs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can check the token site, uh, token section. Awesome. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, no, I don't think I have any more questions. I, I appreciate mm -hmm. you coming on and kind of explaining what the future of your lending platform is going to be. And also, um, I think it's really important for people to understand, you know, the unique problem sets that you're trying to address within the market that you have observed. Um, mm -hmm. that differentiate you from other lending mechanisms and platforms that already exist. So um, keep building, man. Uh, this is the perfect time to do it and, yeah, and get something launched and operational before the next bull comes around. Yeah, Actually, I think this can be useful for sure. Yeah, Go ahead. We, we believe DeFi, DeFi Summer 2.0 and we believe that DeFi Summer 2.0 will be all about NFT-backed lending platforms. It is why we are building an important solution for this market, because we want to be one of the pioneer NFT-backed lending platforms when the time comes. And after the time comes, we also believe that Web3 adaptation will accelerate and even real-world assets becomes NFTs. Actually, we have seen such uh, scenarios before. One uh, a house is sold as an NFT from OpenSea, you know. If you can sell a house as an NFT, of course, you can use it as a loan. Uh, use that NFT to take a loan from an NFT-backed lending platform. So we believe the NFT market will grow a trillion-dollar market. And this market will need more NFT-backed lending platform that provides unique solutions. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, cool. I, I think obviously there's competition out there. You're looking to um, differentiate with the arbitrage opportunities. Um, you've got token rewards built in. Yeah. Um, NFT, the NFT project, I think the planned total supply is high. Um, the price point of around $100. That makes sense to a lender or, or a borrower, right? If they're going to be using it frequently. Um, definitely yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah, so I think we're ready to to rate it. 2160. You want to go first so I can copy you? <laughs> Actually, no, because last week you just won up to me by 0.1. So you go first. <laughs> <laughs> I did, didn't I? Damn. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, I, I do think it's interesting. Uh, I think the supply, the total plant supply, like I said, is really high at 8888. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like, that it won't happen right now. 
Um, I, I hope it does, but it, you know, it's just too much supply. Um, uh, but the by, the way, by the way, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let me fix that. We will release the one, 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 one at first portion, but after we improve our platform into next phase, we will release the other portion. So our main initiate initiative supply on the NFT is not eight, 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 but one, 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 one. Okay. So the only hazard there is the people that minted the first ones. Um, you're not going to get much secondary trading. So if anyone's looking to mint it, to trade it, um, it's not going to be great for them because the supply is going to get diluted and they know that's going to come, which is fine. I know you're just trying to raise money and there's utility beyond just the, just the trading. So it's like the type of thing where you might mint one and hold it simply for the utility, which is probably what you mm -hmm. want. You want people using the platform, yeah. right? Um, Definitely. But that is one, uh, one little road bump. You're not going to have whales accumulating a ton of these, um, But you know that's that's fine because that's not your mission. Your mission is to get people to use the platform. I get that, and you're trying to get a little funding to uh, get it up and running. So mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, I do like the uh, I do like the arbitrage setup and how you're going. You're planning to you know liquidate at a certain point where it makes sense, makes more sense to the the lender and and probably the borrower as well. Um, Yeah, I'm going to rate it. I mean, it's so early. You guys have, you know, you've got a lot of work ahead of you. So I'm going to rate it like, uh, I'm going to give you a 7.1, which is a good rating. Um, I think it's mm -hmm. a good project. You know, you got to see the beta first. There's a lot more we'd have to see. So you're welcome to come back on in like a couple months. Sure. And, you know, we can go through demos and things like that. Um, but as of now, I'm going to give it a 7.1, which is a good score. I think you're on the right path. I, I like what you're doing. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. So my, I think my feedback is this is going to be a tough area. because I think you're right. I think that the, the, I am also as bullish as you are in the, in the market growth, um, moving forward. And I think that, um, there's going to be a lot of competition in this space. Um, and you know, there potentially can be, uh, I know where you're operating, maybe not a lot of regulation, but dealing with regulation from other people around the world operating on your platform. I think that makes it very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I do appreciate that you're coming at this from a unique angle, trying to solve problems, because I think a lot of founders in this space, um, it's either a direct uh, copy paste of what other people are already doing, um, yeah. or they just haven't, they're not critically solving anything and it's hard to stay around um, as a business, if you're not, if you're not trying to solve something uniquely for your customers. So I think it's a hard space, but I think if you build it correctly and you get some good investment behind it, um, that your idea definitely has legs, um, protecting the lenders, also protecting the borrowers, having an arbitrage opportunity, um, and so forth. Um, yeah, I like it. I think I'll give it a solid 6.9. Um, and like Burn said, I think come back and uh, let us know when you're when you're fully operational, when you're about to launch your NFTs, and and we mm -hmm. can um, kind of let our audience know a little bit more once things become more concrete. Sure, I will really glad to be here once more when we update our testnet. But if you want to try the current version of our platform. You are welcome to enter testnet.biglet.com and you can fully try 
uh, our platform on Sepolia Network. You can meet test NFTs and test cryptocurrencies through our testnet. And uh, you can experience Piglet. But we will update the version with liquidation mechanism and uh, marketplace, as I mentioned first, uh, as I mentioned before. And then we will be ready to go live, actually. Nice. That's good. Yeah, people can get can get on and get a feel for it first. So, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it could be attractive to the Rex Guy community. We've got a few in here. So, I know you, you absolute DGens love to borrow against your NFTs. So, hop, hop on the test net and see if you like it, because um, it. Yeah. You know, this could be interesting to you. Can all. we? Can we have them rename it Toggle 2.0? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah, Toggle is the master liquidity provider. Um, I don't even know how many rugs guys he has now, but it's a lot. I even I took a loan from him at one point. I paid it back. I think I've taken probably fifty loans from Toggle over the last year. Of course you did, you absolute degen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I I think it's it makes sense for the space. You've got a lot of competition, but man, I'm happy to have you back on in a couple months. Reach out to us. Let's. uh, We'll get together. And then if you want to look into any of the communities that I work with, which is Rug Radio and, and Rect Guy, let me know. We can uh-huh. talk and, you know, see what's going on. Um, but, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, thank you. keep keep building. It's good stuff. Yeah, Thank you for having me. And I'm really excited to share more updates with you as we improve our uh, platform even more. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Perfect. Thanks, man. Thanks. I'll play us out. All right. Show today, man. I got to go do some stuff. And then I will uh, see you in about 45 minutes for me.